This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 175 of the Catholic Foodie, Chef Matt Murphy and the Irish House in New Orleans. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about Chef Matt Murphy and his restaurant, The Irish House. It's actually a gastropub, The Irish House on St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. We actually did a radio show, or the Around the Table Food Show, on location at The Irish House just a couple of weeks back, and I want to share that uh, interview with you. It was fantastic to be there with Chef Matt Murphy, and we had an opportunity to taste some of the cuisines, some of the food that he prepares there at the restaurant, and uh, we got to hear his story of faith. It's fantastic. Matt Murphy is a chef, a man of faith, and uh, you're going to hear about it right here, where food meets faith. That's right. He is a man of faith. You know, uh, just a few years back, I think it was in uh, 2009, uh, Chef Matt Murphy was miraculously healed of a deadly blood disease. I mean, that's pretty amazing. (laughs) You know, he's originally from Ireland, and uh, he went on to open the Irish House in New Orleans in 2011. And the Irish House is a true Irish gastropub on St. Charles Avenue, right on the outskirts of the historic Irish Channel. Now, Chef Matt Murphy has quite the resume when it comes to the kitchen. You know, he was born in Dublin, and he found himself working with food by the age of 14. His grandfather owned a restaurant, and his father owned a pastry shop. Uh, Chef Matt inherited a love for cooking, and he's really, really good at it, too. (laughs) That, of course, is evidenced by the fact not only that he has his own restaurant and has been working at restaurants all of his life, but that he also won on Food Network's Chopped back in July of 2012. There is a, uh, in, in New Orleans, there is a, uh, an unknown food critic, uh, part of WWL uh, TV radio uh, uh, group, uh, an unknown food critic. And this is what the unknown food critic had to write about Chef Matt Murphy. He says, Matt Murphy knows all about fatherhood. The Dublin-born chef has five kids, including quadruplets. And it's tempting to think, Maybe some of his multitasking dad perspective found its way into his Irish house. This place has the feel of a pub, but it remains both family-friendly and food-focused. You can take dad uh, by for a pint and, uh, and some oysters at the bar or for a gourmet meal. And if you're getting an early start on the day, remember that Irish house serves one of the city's great morning feasts, a traditional and hearty Irish breakfast heaped with meat and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I mean, the Irish house is, you go there, it's just amazing. You've got the, the, the traditional kind of a, a bar. You've got a beautiful bar, uh, a full bar there, uh, Guinness on tap and lots of other beers. But you also have a, a, a full restaurant. And in addition to the restaurant, you have in one area uh, of the restaurant, almost like a kid's corner. I don't know how to describe it, but they do have a TV there. They've got books for the kids to read. And so it's, it's, a, it's a place where, you know, if, if you have the kids, if dad has the kids one day uh, on the weekend to give mom a break and he wants to go and have a, a traditional Irish breakfast or in the afternoon, if he wants to go and have a beer and watch the football game, he can do that. And the kids can have their own little spot right there, not far from the table where they can uh, sit and read or uh, where they could eat or, or watch television. It's really kind of a neat, a neat concept. So you know, the Irish House, though, it, it, it's not just for St. Patrick's Day. You know, uh, we have a, a huge uh, St. Patrick's following here in New Orleans. We even, you know, and of course, St. Patrick's Day happens every year during Lent, but we have this huge uh, uh, feast day, this parade and everything, a parade that rivals Mardi Gras parades is kind of crazy. Uh, but but the Irish House is more than just St. Patrick's. Uh, it, it's a true Irish gastropub. You know, on the website, uh, on, on their website for the Irish House, gastropub is defined as an Irish public house that specializes in serving high-quality food. And indeed, the Irish House does serve high-quality food. During our conversation with Chef Matt, uh, he brought to the table a sampling of dishes from his menu. He had shepherd's pie topped with melted cheddar cheese, Bangers and mash with brown onion gravy, beer-battered fish and chips, like a traditional fish and chips, served with uh, house-made tartar sauce and malt vinegar, and uh, grilled ginger and whiskey-glazed shrimp over uh, mixed greens with uh, local organic vegetables, brown sugar, roasted Roma tomatoes, and Marie Rose sauce. Uh, Needless to say... (laughs) 
<laughs> Every dish was impressive. Not only the presentation, which was impeccable, but also the quality of the dish itself, the food, the taste. It was fantastic. So being a, an Irish gastropub, of course, uh, we had to have a Guinness stout. <laughs> <laughs> or two, even, uh, on the show. It was, very, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, over at catholicfoodie.com, the show notes for this, uh, this show, this episode, I do have pictures of all the beautiful plates that Chef Matt brought to the table. Uh, I, I would invite you to go click on that link uh, and, and check out his website as well. The Irish House is not to be missed. If you're going to be down in New Orleans uh, for any period of time, please do go down to St. Charles Avenue right there close to the downtown area and, uh, and visit Chef Matt. And look, here's something else. Here's something that is on my bucket list uh, for, for, well, my bucket list. <laughs> Chef Matt has this, um, this, this, this thing you can do. Uh, at the restaurant. It's called the Chef's Table. And one day I want to have Chef Matt feed me and three to seven of my friends at his table. This is the, uh, the um, uh, excerpt from his website. And, and, and his website, by the way, is theirishhouseneworleans.com. He says, uh, experience the ultimate Irish hospitality of Chef, Chef Matt Murphy. When you're a guest at his Chef's Table, you can expect to be served the meal of a lifetime. The chef will select the freshest local ingredients and creatively prepare the meal of a lifetime catered to the culinary taste of your party. Over several courses, you will dine at an elegant table complete with your own personal Guinness and harp taps while experiencing all of the excitement that takes place behind the scenes in the kitchen. You will get to eat what no one else gets to eat, see what no one else gets to see, and get the service that no one else could begin to expect. It's $175 a person, wine pairing available at an additional charge, minimum of four guests, and a maximum of eight. I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. So we're going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to bring Chef Matt on along with my co-hosts Dave Dawson and Monsignor Christopher Naldi. This took place on location at the Irish House in New Orleans. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie and co-host of Around the Table Food Show. I want to invite you to travel with me on a special pilgrimage to the Holy Land, February 5th to the 15th, 2014. Join me as we pray and break bread together in Israel and experience the Bible come alive. More than a standard pilgrimage experience, this trip also includes cooking demonstrations, shopping in open-air markets, tours of a brewery, and a Franciscan winery in Bethlehem. The trip will culminate with a farewell supper in Emmaus, where the disciples recognize Jesus and the breaking of the bread. You can find all the details at catholicfoodie.com. Welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young, Monsignor Nalti, and we are on location once again this week. We're at the Irish House on St. Charles Street, and we are interviewing Chef Avenue. Matt. I knew it. I knew it. I could tell yeah, by the way you were right. shaking. You can't say St. Charles Street. It totally marks you as yeah, a Baton yeah, Rouge. Yeah. Okay, I'm You're from look. Baton Rouge. <laughs> St. Charles Street. I, 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 it's I look. called the Avenue. Yeah, half of them are just pressed the off button right there on the radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up and I'm seeing you guys shaking your heads and it's like, okay, I screwed up. All right. But we are with Chef Matt Murphy. Welcome, Chef. How are you? Happy to have you with us here at the Irish House on the Avenue. You got that right? That's right. Okay. St. Charles right. Avenue. Right. The Avenue, as we say, uptown. Thought we'd never get this radio started, uh, show started because uh, we're, we're enjoying the, uh, the fairs here at the, uh, at the Irish House. And uh, you got a lot going on here. Yeah. We have, uh, we've been open two years now. Mm -hmm. um, and we've, um, you know, anything I've always done, it's always been a part of the community. Um, when I worked in other companies and businesses around here, it was always like... Um, you know, partnered with a lot of events, and it's been a lot, lot easier being the Irish House. We've got yeah. a fairly big Irish community in New Orleans, and lots of organizations, you know, the Ancient Order of Hibernians and stuff that are all right. part of them. Um, and a lot of, of people who wish they were Irish, too. There's a lot of people that wish they were Irish. So we have a, we've, we've uh, made inroads, into, it's definitely into the New Orleans, and you know, the, we all know New Orleans is, you know, it takes, a, it takes a while to adopt you, but when it does, then it really does adopt you, and yeah. you're one of the family. And that's good. 
There you go. Sometimes bad. In, ca in, in case you're wondering, because <laughs> you, you get a bunch of crazy cousins change. too when they adopt you. Stick to what you're true to, you know. But in, in case you're wondering, that that uh, it's not a Bro Bridge accent that you hear in here. That's an Irish accent. No, uh, Irish that Chef accent, Mer yeah. Where are you from? What part? I'm from um, a little town called Black Rock. All right. In um, County Dublin. County Dublin. It's about okay. eight miles outside Dublin. And when I grew up, um, literally, I would walk down, and um, there was fields, cows mm -hmm. in them. Um, we could walk, we walk five minutes out, the, out, out towards the countryside and we'd be in the middle of, of, of fields and grass areas. Um, over the years, it, it's, it's developed, it's part of Dublin now. All it's right. probably just a suburb of, of, uh, of, of, of the major city, Dublin. Yeah. But um, beautiful little town, uh, right in the coastline, seaside village, mm -hmm. close to uh, Dunleary, which is the, a port town which does ferries back and forward over to England. Okay. And uh, great, great, great place to grow up. A lot, a lot of fun times. And um, that was uh, probably one of the things that, um, when I grew up in a small town, made me want to go out there and get around the world and see things and, and travel. What brought you? What brought you to New Orleans? Um, I ended up, uh, I guess, um, I was. Uh, I had traveled and worked in, in Boston for a couple of years, and then I had gone back to. Um, to Ireland, my father had passed away, so we went back to be with the family for a while. And I said, um, I got to go back, get back to the U.S. So I ended up coming back through, went to Hawaii, of course. You wow. Know. Okay. Those Boston, Elvis, Hawaii, that kind of stretches those, the well, country. You know, there. I had seen those Elvis movies. <laughs> that's right. Or you remember he made the guitar and put right, that special right, like right. varnish on it, and I was like, oh yeah. man, I got to get to Hawaii one day. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Beautiful place. Um, so I had to go there. I went there, and after about nine months, I ended up going over to um, heading over to Louisiana because um, my wife Alicia, her family are live in Mandeville, and her sister was having a baby, and we were here just to, for the birth, and I ended up uh, staying. We're only coming here for three weeks, but of course, New Orleans sucks you in. And um, was it the food? You know, it was the people. Really? Yeah. Um, it was your wife, is what it was. Really? Well, maybe the wife too. <laughs> Let's she make sure we say that again. It was up, your you know? wife, right? <laughs> no, it was, um, you know, I just, um, I, 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 I befriended Jamie Shannon and, and the Brennans, who were over there on Washington Street, worked in Commanders. Mm -hmm. And um, it was um, five years from when I arrived working there, and I had just such a great time. Great kitchen, just great food, yeah. great people, and that's what, um, you know, kept me here. And I, and I got my feet established, and, 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 uh, we're here now. We have a family, and we're, we're, we love New Orleans. I don't see myself anywhere else. Oh, Tell me, you know, you, I want to talk about your, your your illness. You talked about it on your Chop Show, but I remember when it happened, and mm -hmm. uh, and and I. There's a lot of ways you can look at it, but one of the ways that I look on it is that was a really a time when the chef community came together in a way that I'd never seen it happen in this city, and it was really uh, about you. It was one of their friends, one of their brothers, who got sick, and it really. They're still together because of that. Yeah, it was, um, you know, one of the things in New Orleans is... You may start from the beginning what well, happened. you know, I'll tell you what, what happened to me was um, I was uh, I had been traveling and I actually I was the exec chef of the Ritz-Carlton and I'd been working here, there, everywhere mm -hmm. um, for them, traveling to different countries and helping open the, the hotels for them there. So I'd been working a lot but I returned to New Orleans one time and uh, I came home and uh, simply fell on the floor and bumped my knee carrying my quadruplets down the stairs quadruplets yes okay <laughs> and I'll say it now because I'll turn out for good but I was carrying them I told my wife stay in bed I'll carry them downstairs so I was uh, bringing them downstairs and uh, slipped on one of their toys and went down on my knee um, later that day ended up with this um, uh, my knee swelled up couldn't walk pain that, that, that was probably like, felt like if you, you could, could summon up someone taking a drill and drilling through your knee. Gosh, just that day. Unbelievable. Within right. about, within about, um, within about four, four, um, four hours, it was excruciating. And then I ended up going to um, Hospital Oshner, who were fantastic and um, doctors telling me, you know, you're very sick. Anyone who has this has a not a very good survival rating. And what was it again? It's uh, it was called necrotizing fasciitis. Oh right, right. But I got right. it from a simple thing from strep A bacteria, strep throat, blood poisoning, and it just progressed in different ways. And I think it's probably because I was working too much. Mm -hmm. 
and not taking care of myself. So listen up, everyone. Take wow. care of yourself. Get plenty yeah. of sleep and, and don't try and overdo it. So your resistance was down. Resistance was down. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I went into a coma. Um, they put me in a coma, actually, to try and treat me. But all through this, there was, um, there was, uh, there was no... Um, there wasn't a very positive outlook. Really? I think at the time that all the chefs came together, um, it was pretty much it was going to be a, a celebration because I probably they real they, they thought I was going to pass away that week. Wow. And your Goodness. babies, your quadruplets were um, what about? You know, and it, it's a months? crazy situation. We have quadruplets. The four girls were like three, and my wife was pregnant with another. Mm. So uh, wow. it was just it was a catastrophe, you know, huh. in all senses. But um. Somehow I kept going, mm-hmm. um, and the doctors can't explain it. They have no reason why I'm still here. Um, it's funny, I have, uh, you know, uh, and we're on Catholic radio, so I'll tell you a little story. You know, I'm sure Baton Rouge, you know about Sister Dulce. We do very well. Well, a great friend of mine, um, John Foltz, who does so much great things, he, was, um, he had been over there, and he goes to Sister Dulce, and he brings the community um, some food. But he said to, to Sister, hey, pray for a friend of mine. Matt Murphy, he's, uh, he's very sick and he's in New Orleans. And, um, you know, as he said to me, you know, Murph, she's got so much going on and she, she helps heal people and things like this. And she was heading back to, uh, he was heading back to whatever, some other, and he, he just left it for the day. Well, he said she has a schedule that's like nobody else's schedule because she flies here and, and curing people and healing. Right. That's right. Well, she called him up and said, I've been told by the man upstairs to go to New Orleans and see your friend. Papa, she called So him. I'm in the car right now. You better tell the family. Um, and it's, you know, there's where some of the stuff just starts that I can't explain. Right. Right. Because there's, there's a higher power at work. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, 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 were, it, it, it ended up where um, between that it's crazy how the um, the Catholic community mm-hmm. and other communities, but uh, you know we're, we're, on, we're on Catholic radio, and I'll tell you how I used to serve mass as an altar boy in mm-hmm. a little convent back home in Ireland. Right. They sent the word out, and I ended up having nuns and uh, praying for me all over the world. Wow, mm. absolutely crazy. When I opened my email up, some months later, when I had recovered, mm-hmm. I had about four to five thousand emails wow. which I still keep to today with some I bet. just amazing things people were saying they were doing what they were praying and, and, and so on from a recovery now if the doctors can't explain it right that'd be a miracle a higher power right so the that, church and, can, and I'm not afraid the church can explain it we just call it a miracle right. yeah, it is right. a miracle yeah. you know yeah. um, you know my mother's the one who's she when she was here she was here and she was she said take me to a church to pray and she went down to um um, I forget what's he's, he's up for canoncy there down here in the um, old Irish Channel. Uh, Saint Alphonsus, Saint, Saint Mary's Assumption. Yeah, Saint Alphonsus. Um, yes. And she went in there, and she prayed there, and she's she's like, that's what did it. So a lot of people have many different reasons. Yeah. Why I'm, I'm cured, but a lot of it was you know their belief. Yeah. In religion and praying. Yeah. Me myself, I'm I'm totally on board because I was the one that was in this coma and I was the one that was out for the count. Yeah. And, um, and it's a humbling thing to have that many people praying crazy. for you. You know, you know mean, it really is humbling. And yeah. it's funny, after all this, you know, I, I, I talk to some people, and some people are interested, some people aren't. But I have no reason to ever, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm religious, I'm Catholic, but I'm not the craziest. You know, I'm not up there at the front front of the church I'm in the middle right? but, uh, we want to get you up at the front that's what God was doing but, there but Matt. This is the, this is the, he probably did the funniest thing was I you know I, if, if I meet someone I say you know what the reason I'm here is because of God I, yes. I have no other reason to, to tell you and certain things happen to me and we, we take too long for us to go into it which you know I did see mm-hmm. heaven I did oh, really? have, have a time where I could re- realize this is it or this is not it. And I had my time where I was said, had my experience where you're going back down and you're going back to earth and that's it. No kidding. To take care of your, I can't your wife explain and it. your children. It's something yeah. you can't explain. And, I, and that's why when sometimes I hear people saying they can, ex- they can ex- probably explain it. Um, I can't explain. Mm. Heaven you can't explain and you can't explain the, like 
what we call supernatural or things beyond right, our, right. Our, our knowledge and I can't um, but one of the one of the amazing things is that's given me um, probably that gave me the impetus to, to go ahead and try and start the Irish house because you know working as a chef you're always worried about well, well you're you know paying your mortgage paying your bills and at right. this stage when that happened to me I said listen there's no worries I got through something that was impossible with the help of God and I said, you know what, when I end up going to do this, I have the courage. You only live once. You probably yeah. get, you know, there's a lot of things that, in, that it set, set me up for to just either believe in myself and say, you can do it. Yeah. And you know what, at the end of the day, it's not going to be all that bad. You have something to fall back on. My goodness. Whether it's your faith, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, you know. And it made this, uh, the, the, when we did open Irish House, it made it easy for me. Now, probably my wife is stressed now because we put everything on the line. But, you know, it was, it was, it was a good experience. And, and, yeah. and that, a lot of that came from, from what we talked about when I got ill. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I and it still, you know, I think, is a byproduct of the chef community. You know, they, they, they've since come together for other people, other chefs who've had difficulties, you yeah. know, shot, dying, and, and they kind of bound together. And, and it's probably, I think, one of the real byproducts of post-Katrina is, is the chef community actually talking to each other. You know, before you had a lot of these chefs and they didn't even go to each other's restaurants. And now wherever I go, I see chefs at other guys' restaurants all the time. Yeah, I've, I've been in New Orleans uh, over 15 years and that's something I have, I've seen happen. From when I first arrived, I, I thought it was very enclaved in their own, I'm doing right, right. the best. This is my area, right. Yeah, I do the best this, I do the best of that, I'm the best. And I think over those years I've seen where everyone realizes Everyone's doing the best in that particular part of their life and particular part of their time. Right. And nowadays, with the chef community, there's, I don't think there's anyone you can call on that won't do something for anybody. Yep. And you've got to understand the, the, the restaurant community, you know, we're a spot where people meet, but so many times over the year, they're called on to give to charities, whatever, whatever the charity is, right. whatever situation is mm. whatever the community event is and you know I think that's one of the things why the, a lot of chefs are respected mm -hmm. is because a lot of them I mean just give 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 yeah, right yes that's and you you know is, and I, is it just New Orleans or is that everywhere I, 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 I think I think outside of that outside of you know where I've worked it, it's always going to be about um, What's it going to get for your public relations? Gotcha. Whereas in New Orleans, what's the payback? It's about I live here in this city. I've got to do my my part for the community, for the people, yep, to right. give back, to um, to do that charitable thing that makes a difference. Yep. You know. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about your menu. Let's yeah. Talk about the restaurant. Great. That. Okay. Great. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie and co-host of Around the Table Food Show. I want to invite you to travel with me on a special pilgrimage to the Holy Land, February 5th to the 15th, 2014. Join me as we pray and break bread together in Israel and experience the Bible come alive. More than a standard pilgrimage experience, this trip also includes cooking demonstrations, shopping in open-air markets, tours of a brewery, and a Franciscan winery in Bethlehem. The trip will culminate with a farewell supper in Emmaus, where the disciples recognize Jesus and the breaking of the bread. You can find all the details at catholicfoodie.com. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young and Monsignor Nalti, and we are at the Irish house with chef matt murphy and we have been sampling some foods here that you uh, that you brought out uh this is rather nice i had bangers and mash yeah, bangers and mash we had a shepherd's pie yeah. we had the um uh, ginger whiskey shrimp ginger Ooh, whiskey and then we have our, our fish and chips which are of course being a pub one of our best sellers oh, yeah. you know gotta have the um, fish and chips right it's got that beer and batter and we use fresh french fries i think we're probably one of the only places that still has a guy like real potatoes, all the you know, French real fries, potatoes, blanching them all, and then we can use them. So it's like, 
So if you ever hear a little pause it. in the conversation, that's as eating. somebody eating. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> you talk about try yourself. not to smack too much in the uh, in the microphone from it's now hard, on. It's hard to move. It's around hard the, when, uh, with all this food on the table. You know? We were talking about the freshness of your food, Chef Matt. Yeah, uh, well, it, it, over the years, I've, I've found, um, you know, and I, I will tell you, there was there was a time where everything would just go and straight to, um, when we'd go get vegetables, it's like order straight through the old produce company um, yeah. and so on. And I, and I found um, one of the things, there's, you can make, um, you can make menus using local product. Right. You know, and, and and there's a couple of things that that I've seen change in New Orleans over the years, which is phenomenal. And I wish it was out there and more people knew about it and and, and were able to support it. From um, from uh, the local farming in Louisiana has like the farmers that I, that especially I work in, whether it's here or the North Shore mm. or the way the Baton Rouge and so on, they're growing. They're growing product and, and produce that we can use in the restaurants. Um. We have a list of about five or six farmers we go to all the time for wow. for produce. Okay. Um, you know, and it's it it's a it's the product. It's like I always call it. It's bionic. When you buy a lettuce from a local farmer, it will last forever. Uh, it right. lasts seven days. You buy something that we you know, and sometimes we do have to go to the produce company because they're. These are small producers that might not, you know, they have a rainstorm or things like this and they can't get out. Right. Um, so we have a comparison of sometimes we do have to go to the produce uh, companies and we buy stuff that's, that's come to Louisiana somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and it's lasted been on an 18 way to tra- traveling here for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it has probably a two days or three days life. So I, I put this all together in my head. I said, you know, I'm going to buy from as many local farmers as I can mm-hmm. because, uh, First of all, it makes sense because you're keeping your own economy strong. You're spending True. from people that are in your your own immediate um, neighborhood. It's better for you. Better for you. Yeah. And the product is better. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So um, over the years, we've seen a lot of that develop and a lot of restaurants, not just us. There's a lot of restaurants out there. So it's good to look at and see where they get it, where they're getting their, 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 their produce and if they're supporting local farmers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a key to the community. It's a key to these farmers that... Sometimes they have the toughest job. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I, I would, they have the hardest job. You know. Well, now you you're, you're getting the vegetables here. I'm I'm looking at the tomatoes and and, and such. But uh, what else do you do? I mean, do they have eggs or? Uh, um, you- yeah, we um, actually you know we get eggs from a, a gentleman called um, Justin Pitts. He's at the the, the yeah. farmers market. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you know Justin. Yeah. He's got oh, yeah. the big farmers Mississippi. Market, yeah. Justin was mm-hmm. coming to St. Stephen's for yeah. a while. We miss yeah. him. Yeah, he supplies us with our with our, with our eggs. The okay. Best part, you know, and, and so makes the, maybe the, you know there's a thunderstorm and the eggs are all uh, the chickens are all scared so they don't be laying eggs. So we right. you know yeah. we, wow. we have different sources. Um, on top of that, um, you know, there's there's products like um, grits. Um, Oh, stone ground, stone ground grits. Oh, yes. uh, a, a gentleman who, who passed away this year, but a great friend of mine was um, Papa Tom in Baton Rouge. Tom yes. Bonacaz, great yes. guy, a great family, and and, and a, he had uh, stone ground grits, and we just call it Papa Tom's grits now. Yeah. And every time I'm serving, I'm always thinking of him. But it, it's it's phenomenal. But the family's still doing it, right? Family's still doing it. And, those and, grits and, were and, rich. And, Oh, yeah. they're, they're they're unbelievable. Oh, I'd give up eating mashed potatoes. Now for an Irishman, for an Irishman, that's saying something, right? That's yeah. kind of huge. No, the grits are phenomenal. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it, it's funny. You have, you go with these spurts where uh, the chefs find out about this product, and we had it here in New Orleans a couple of years back. Everybody was like, "Oh man, these grits are phenomenal." Then it's all on their menu. Yep. So you know, this 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 family prosper because now they can sell more and right. they can increase their business and. And, and, and if the chefs keep buying it and using it, then they can plan too. Mm. So for me, I like seeing that. I like seeing from the, the beginning to what we're doing and to the customer. And, and sometimes the customers don't see that. Yeah. They don't see, hey, you know, I'm buying something that's supporting someone else. Yeah, They're, but they can taste it. But they can taste it. Yeah. And if, you, and if, 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 you know, a lot of chefs now are adopting that, putting a lot more stuff in their menu. And you have some great organizations. 
out there, you know. And a lot of the chefs are actually going out to the market and then seeing what looks good and then making their menu reflect that rather than going out with some idea. You talk about ladies in Italy, they don't go to the big box store. They go down to the market and they see what looks good and that's what they cook for dinner, what looks good. Exactly. Not what they, they don't look at the recipe book and say, let me go find these ingredients, you know. You, it's a different way of cooking, but it's, oh, it's, it goes it's, back to being in a farm, you what know. You, right? you ate yeah, seasonally, right. right? When you had corn growing, you ate corn. When yeah. You, there you yeah. go. When, you, when it got winter, you had to you can stuff and store it, you know, root vegetables. and uh, What you got cooking, yeah. right? What you got? What Kill you got the fatted calf when it's time. And that, that's one of the beautiful things. I'm on the North Shore up in Covington. We have a, a fantastic farmer's market up there. And we've got uh, just in that one downtown area at least two restaurants I know that are run by married couples who are both chefs. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we've had Neely Friends on the show before. She was on one of the first guests we've had. She was on Chop too, I believe. Not the same mm-hmm. time that you were, but different time. And uh, her, her and her husband run Lola Restaurant in Covington. And there's another restaurant called uh, Ristorante del Porto. It's northern mm-hmm. Italian cuisine. And it's a married couple that runs that restaurant. Yeah. And every Saturday, I see them at the farmer's market. Well, that's encouraging. Every yeah. Saturday. They're yeah. there getting the local fresh stuff and, and bringing it to serve to, to their clientele. Now, how do you tell us how you develop your menu here? Obviously, it's the Irish house, so you're well, starting with the you know, Irish um, Pub food, you, you're, uh, as they say, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? <laughs> and you, 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 you open that. an Irish restaurant. I think, I think we have to say you're darned if you do, and you're darned uh, if you do that. that. I, I mean, Too late. They're Irish. <laughs> I'm Irish. But when you open an Irish restaurant you, in New Orleans, you get, yeah, everybody's saying, "What is that? We've got the greatest food." Yeah, we, yeah, we do in New yeah. Orleans, and I've been cooking it for for many years. But um, every city I went to around the U.S. or in the world had a great, you know, great Irish pub and restaurant in it. Right. And that was part of my thing. Why not bring something like that to New Orleans? That awesome. hospitality that's huge in Ireland, yeah. where you know uh, people will die for you, step over, and it's in a mountain to, to get to you. And 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 that's what that's what I, I wanted to do. And I ended up uh, we ended up adopting the idea that you know we're an Irish pub and restaurant in New Orleans. Mm. So we we I said we can take some of those those Irish things where it's lamb shanks, which are served. You know, down the south, it's funny. Oh yeah, well, um, when he said Murph, you're putting the, one of the guys said you're putting lamb shanks. You know what? We sell more lamb shanks in the south of America, in, in in the southern states than, than huh. a lot of other areas I had lamb within the U.S. For dinner last week. Wow! And it's on every wow. menu. So we're not doing anything new. Mm-hmm. We're just presenting it a different way mm-hmm. and, and and thinking about it and and, and having our share of, of of what we want we want to do. So we we you know we do a lamb shank with Papa Tom's grits. Mm-hmm. Um, we we we. we just match dishes in, in different ways. You, you you take the Irish and you and you throw in the local. Yeah, throw yeah. in the local. It's a you know New Orleans New Orleans Irish pub and restaurant basically. Well, let, let, let's talk about the pub. Let's talk, I mean, yeah. or the restaurant actually. Yeah. Let it, this is, I mean, if I was in Ireland, uh, I mean, uh, I didn't know better. I would say I was in Ireland, right? It's, I mean, you you it's you, Ireland you, you brought it the, here. The, the plane ticket. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can just go down to St. Charles and get here. Now, I've been the here. Avenue. And, and yeah, I've been, right, yeah. exactly. I've been here like... Avenue, uh, folks. I, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> I've been here when you've had the, the Irish music, uh, with the, the live, yeah. the sessions, they call them, right? Yeah. And you got folks with fiddles. Uh, Barons, you play that. I've seen you in action. Yeah, you know... And then uh, bagpipes, flutes, whistles. Yeah, yeah. we had... Um, we have uh, we have our music session every Monday, right? Seven o'clock, and it was um, uh, you know, it's a thing that's done in every pub. It's always just a night of get together, have fun, meet friends, talk. But it's a lot fun. of musicians love that are here in the city. You know, yeah. Camalthus and Irish organization, they've adopted, and we we're, we're here on that night. And, uh, okay, I remember um, one of the nights when we first opened, um, a lady was an elderly lady was walking her dog, and we had the windows of the pub open. It was, the weather was great. Yeah. So you could, this music was going out, and she came in and she was crying. I was, and someone said, "There's a woman up there crying." I said, "What's up?" She said, "I've grown up in the Irish Channel." Oh wow! And my parents were from Ireland, and this is, she said, "I'd never thought I'd hear Irish music coming out the windows." Wow! Live of a bob, awesome. uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and she sat down for a night. I bought her a drink, and she, she was like, enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. So that's something that we bring. That you know, may, may, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you're not into it, you can still come in and, and enjoy it and enjoy the the, the, the craft and mm-hmm. you know the creativity and and the and the music and and what we are. So along with that, you know, we have our our New Orleans wall. There's a lot of 
yeah. which we keep adding to. Um, there's a uh, there's a, a picture on there, and if you do come in, folks, there's a picture over there, and it's a it's a family picture, and they're the Regans. And back when I was opening up, and I, I looked in, and I said, you know, family, um, Irish family, the ones, this family would come up, and it's a picture of a father, his son, and his little daughter, and they're over in front of the um, the um, St Joseph's um, Asylum, which was one way by the by the, by the church and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Wow, what a beautiful picture. It was probably, they probably, you know, I don't know, gave an arm and a leg to get a picture because in the old days, that's one thing in New Orleans you'll see, there's, there's not that many pictures of the Irish because they couldn't afford it. Oh, right. You know, yeah. if, you, if okay. you ask anyone in any of the older families here, they'll have uh, prayer notes of yeah. when their family passed away. They don't have a picture of them because they couldn't afford it. They were broke. Oh, you know, okay. a lot of them went into, money went into building the churches and, and anything they did have. So, uh, so when I seen this picture, I said, you know, wow, that's great. I want to put that up in the, wall, uh, in the pub. And I said, well, we'll wait and see. I'm sure someone will come along. And uh, only about three months ago, the same family said, hey, this is our family. And um, really? Mr. Regan, the, the third or fourth, was the one brought it in. And we got the old uh, the, um, electric cordless drill. And we brought the, he brought in the photo. We put it on our New Orleans Irish wall. Wow. There you go. So we have our New Orleans Irish wall where we keep adding to. Yeah. It's, um, it's um, pictures of, 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 of New Orleans people, mm-hmm. whether it's their grandparents, their great-grandparents, who, whose history is in this it's city. It's heritage. But That's came right. from, mm-hmm. from Ireland. Right. You know? um, yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah, you know, I love it when someone comes in and brings me a, a, a picture and says, "Hey, this is my father. He came from from so and so. He opened a, a printing shop on Cam Street, and his name is Fitzgerald. And can we get him? Can we put him up on the wall? We 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 put him up in the New Orleans wall. And I feel we've just you know that's we're just making sure that that's not forgotten. It's about. kept in. Yeah, it's kept. No, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a family. I mean, it's uh-huh. a family, and and, and uh, family in so many cultures, especially. Irish culture is so, so important. You know, that's really what our show's about and, and how did they come together as a family, right? By eating together, you know, mm-hmm. and sharing it or in yeah. a pub, you know? Well, speaking of which, I mean, you're right. I'm looking at a bar. You got plenty of beers on tap and, and whiskeys and, and, and it, it's wonderful. But when I'm here, uh, and I've been here in the evening too, this is a family restaurant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen the kids, yeah. you know, with, the, with their mom and dads and everything. It's very welcoming here. Well, coming mm-hmm. from... Family of five girls. Yeah. That was one thing. <laughs> was my wife, important we've had enough. We've had in restaurants where they're yeah. like, yeah. "We're not serving you. You have too many kids." <laughs> and and, and, and the one thing we said, you know what? I don't care about kids screaming. I don't care. You know, we've all we've all been kids. Yeah. And those that are that that can't get past that and and, yeah. and and families. So that's one thing. We um, I don't pride us on it. It's just natural. That's what it's going yeah. to be. And yeah. if, you know, um, we have we have a little corner over right there by the fireplace where. The kids', kids corner, kids. and the nice. parents can bring their kid in. You know, we do a great brunch. So Saturdays and Sundays, the parents get up, and I'm sure the kids pull them out of the bed at six in the morning. They'll drive over here. The dad will get the newspaper and put the kid and the kids <laughs> over the corner. They'll be playing with toys, watching Disney Channel. It's true. You got He's able to enjoy reading the newspaper and have a good breakfast. Right. You know, yes. we kind of do the same thing at our church. We have a little corner where the kids and they got a little coloring books and stuff, yeah. and so it the kids out, can all do know? that. They what can listen idea. to mass. It works I mean, out. It really, it really. I watch like, a football game too. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You, 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 you have after they go to mass though, right? Because the game isn't until later. Yeah, that's. Oh, we get busy right around. We we know when when mass is let out. <laughs> That's oh, here they come. The door just gets. Oh, it looks like my senior Nalty was a little longer today. They took a little longer to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's take uh, another break, and uh, and when we come back, we'll we'll just continue talking about. Well, I want to talk about. Uh, you spent time on national TV. You yeah. uh, chopped is the word. So, okay. Yeah. We'll, when we come back, let's talk about that. Yep. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young, Monsignor Nalty, and we're sitting in the Irish house with Chef Matt Murphy. And golly, the stuff that we talk about on break, uh, I wish we could get on mic, but it's, it's probably a good thing we... We can talk about everything. Yeah. We'd be here forever. But, but I tell you, it's like a normal afternoon in a pub, right? I mean, you solve the problems of the world. They, people can't know the exactly. secrets to everything. We solved everything. Yes, we have. <laughs> what we were talking about, and it is one of my favorite stories that I've heard even a long time ago, is the christening 
of uh, the restaurant. Opening uh, Monsignor night. Nalti, you were part of that. I was. Uh, Matt, yeah. I'd met Matt before, and he asked me to come over and, and bless the place. Uh, and, and I had to think about that, you know, that... Some of these, some people might be scandalized, a Catholic priest going and blessing a pub, but I, all I had to do was show them that wall over there to see how spiritual this place was. Right, and, right, uh, right. They, they, they liked that a little bit. I told them I had all the guys who, who were in the pub who, who hadn't been in the church for a while. So I said, you know, it's good that I come here to your pub because you probably spend more time here than you do in church anyway. But I told them if you hadn't been in church for a while when I'm throwing the holy water around, you may want to back off so it doesn't burn, burn quite you, as man. much. <laughs> but it was a, it was a very good crowd and they were they were packed in and yeah uh and and everybody was uh everybody really was respectfully quiet and listened yeah. as soon as i started talking and matt introduced me uh it was a it was a neat it was a neat crowd well, and, chef, uh, chef and matt has a, a, a version people of this. who were like you know they'd be like what the hell is this it's a pub but you know for me it's it's normal <laughs> right i yes. opened up the for me too i opened up the ritz carlton in ireland and, and we had the priest there blessing the blessing the, the the hotel it's the culture right so it's a culture yeah and and so for me it was it was it was. I didn't think twice. I said it has to be blessed. That's right. the, you know, and I was <laughs> happy you invited me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but it was funny when it, when you he, he was actually uh, you were you were telling me it was, I, it was um, the first time he had used that blessing book at work, of, right? Right, right, right. So it's the first time he has his, his Bible open on the blessing at work. And, it's the book of blessings. And, and I was I, I, I was holding the Bible, but I remember looking and one one guy had a, had a pint of Guinness in his hand, and he was walking, and these two guys went to shake hands across. The, you know the, the side of the the walkway yeah and just as he was walking by was Guinness their hands went underneath it and of course they realized oh we're going to knock this and one of them whipped his hand back but hit the pint glass uh-huh. and then just like every movie we've seen that slow motion slow trick motion photography spinning yeah. I could see this Guinness flying through the air right on top of my book right of blessings right on top Perfect. Which is now, which now, and you, and me. you. Luckily, I wear and, black, so yeah. I uh, didn't show up. We had to see the sense of humor in it, and you were like, "How could the first time I, I, I do the, the blessing?" First time work, I do a blessing of a place of work, and I got Guinness all over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so now you have a now you have a book of blessing that's that's got. I mean, it's got a little that's been sentimental. I dried them out, and I dried them out, but now they're a little wrinkled. Nice. So, yeah, all, they're, they're, all of my all of my liturgical books, like I've got my my book of anointing. Has oil stains on it. Sure, sure. Yeah. One of my one of my books for funerals. One time I was at a funeral. I can remember the funeral, and uh, and and it, it rained and it and it oh, wow. wrinkled those pages. And so now uh, Matt's this pub, the Irish pub, is is a fine reminder of the there time. That, but it's the only one, only other place that I've had Guinness spilled on my. Uh, yeah. Usually it's anointing oil or holy water, but <laughs> but I guess that I christened it the is. bar and then the bar christened me. That, that it, yeah. It's sacred. The, the thing was one of the things um, we were, as we were talking about in the break is that you know. I was, I, for me it was nothing. And now that I think back, I was, I was probably, you know, people are like a bit saying, well, you know, that's a bit weird, but it wasn't. And oh, it, no. And I think everybody that was here, they, they paid attention. Uh, oh, yeah. I oh, know. It was a know, great crowd. I, I, I'll be honest, they, when I gave the responses, because part of it, you know, the Lord be with you, and yeah, yeah. they responded better they than they had at the 4 o'clock Mass <laughs> that afternoon. I think oh, yeah. Yeah. These people were more awake than uh, wow. the 4 o'clock yeah. Mass people were that day. You know, they were a little yeah. slow, but uh, yeah, so you know, they paid attention. They prayed there. We prayed the Our Father together. Everybody there you go. came in with that. The Lord hear our prayer because yeah, it's a little. It's a nice little rite that they have in the Book of Blessings for blessing a new establishment. And right. It, and it really is. It's a you know. It's a desire to sanctify because mm-hmm. we want to sanctify all of our lives. That's Not right. just we're in church. We sanctify our families. We pray together as families. We sanct- try to sanctify our, our work. And uh, and why not? Uh, you know, have a have a blessing of everywhere we go. Give it all the deeper meaning. I have blessings for in that Book of Blessing and all the ones I've collected. I've blessed planes, boats. You know. Wow. Mo- all different cars, modes of transportation, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the first. Time I bought my car, I bust, bust my car. You know? Wow! Be careful. You know they have the fisher, they bless the fisherman's fleet. Yes, oh, they sure. do. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Every fishing boat I go on, and you bless the equipment too. Yeah. You want to bless the, the fishing equipment, oh, and then you always got to ask for Peter and sure Peter no. and Andrew's intercession in those, since they were the big fishermen. James can, and John. Can you bless yeah. the fish too? Well, you got to bless the fish. Oh, let me tell you my fish blessing. It goes like this: Bless us, O Lord, yeah, oh, for these yeah, oh, yeah, gifts yeah, yeah. which we are about to receive yeah. from Thy bounty. That's my blessing for. Fish. But I just need a I need a special blessing to get them <laughs> to on get the hook. Fish. Oh, you want to get them on the hook? Yeah, you know? What you need to do is you need to ask for the intercession of Saint Peter. Oh, yeah. Have success and safety. Then you throw the net on the other side, yeah. <laughs> or the line on the other side. Well, let's uh, let's. Uh, I want to go in another direction because uh, you just uh, you just had yourself a little adventure. You. 
you've been on national TV. Yeah. And uh, not only that, you won on national TV. I won. You know, it, was, it wasn't actually too, too, too long after when the, we got the, 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 the pub blessed. I was like, all oh, right, we're in business. And, mm-hmm. and, and this came in and they were talking about, you know, oh, we're from the Food Network and we'd like you to come on and do this show called Chopped. And I remember always working, you know, you get home at late. It's probably one of the things on TV. I was always seeing guys doing crazy stuff, messing yeah. things up. And I'm like, I'm not going on there to make a fool of myself. I'm, I'm, this is, this is a career that I've worked hard on. I'm not going on there to make a fool of myself and mess up. And uh, funny enough, um, another chef here in town, um, Chef Tarek, who owns Sucre, he came in and said, Murphy, you know, you should do it. And, he, you know, I tell him, he was the one that turned my mind to it. He's, you know, he had been on there and said you just go on it's good good PR so I said well you know we're just opened may as well do it and um, it was uh, I, I've been on I've been on the Today Show with you know Al right. Roker and Katie Kirk and all these and I've done a lot of that different stuff but I, I will tell you that that Food Network show is about business it's about cooking it, it was serious it was a great experience and I think probably everything I'd done before that put me in a good pole position if you're on the racetrack yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to to have a little bit of success but by no means no matter how good a chef you are, the, those shows, they, 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 you know, you're in a kitchen that you don't know. You don't know where your ingredients are. You don't know what you're going to cook, you right? You don't even know what they're going to cook. And if people haven't yeah. seen it, you know, in the, in the show, you have to cook three different dishes, right? An appetizer, an entree, yeah, and a dessert. dessert. And you get, what, 15 uh, minutes for the entree? Yeah, or the, 15 for the, minutes for the appetizer, 20 minutes for the entree, and I think 20 cool. minutes maybe for dessert. For dessert, yeah. And you don't know the ingredients. They give right. you a basket at the beginning, and, and everyone asks you, oh, you know what the basket is. You don't. You, they give you secret ingredients. So you it do is, not you know, get three or they four won't let secret you even go open the thing till they tell you to open it. All right. You know? um, and you have people who say, oh, no, no, they let them know ahead of time. And no. I said, no, when I talked to you, you said, no, you do not no, know you at don't. all what's going to happen. You what, did you, what did you do? Um, well, you know, the, the first round we, uh, we opened up, it was a tuna belly, which is a very fatty part mm. of the tuna. All right. Um, Fabulous. A lot of times it's, uh, yeah, it's a delicacy, and you know, where it's mm-hmm. sliced very thin. Um, so um, one of the guys that I thought was my stiffest competition was uh, he was from Las Vegas and mm. he was like one of the, the sushi king nearly about there. So I was like, oh man, I better go. I better go. He, you know, he's gonna win this round, so I'm gonna do two types of tuna on my plate, which probably was like over trying to overachieve, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was answer the questions right. But um, I ended up doing tuna two ways, where it was a pokey and then I did a sashimi. Okay. Um, he did a sashimi. The other two cooks cooked it. Really, you, you shouldn't can't cook, cook it. it. You can't cook it. So I, I kind of I felt confident that I'm going into this with, um, you know, ahead of it, mm. uh, of these guys who cooked it. And But later we found out that the, the guy that was like the master at sushi, who was way better than me at, at you know, I guess, uh, filleting it and, mm-hmm. and, and preparing it, the sushi, um, he had forgot to put an ingredient on the plate, and that's a, oh wow, it's like a mortal oh, wow. sin. Wow! <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I saw it. I, you're, 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 uh, this is one of my favorite shows, but yeah. but, uh, but, yeah. but what Matt's describing doesn't really do it justice. This is cutthroat competition. Oh yeah, and I saw his show, and I'm not. I, I'll be happy to blow smoke, but I'm not blowing smoke right now. Mm. He made three amazing dishes on this show. I mean, I, I was like, you, you they, the way they presented it is enough that when you watch them cook and present it, you go, okay, I know he won. And usually I can predict who won, and he won every one of those one of those rounds. No I kidding. Mean, really. It All was, right, it so was what was your question. entree? Entree, you know, I thought they were messing with me. They gave me a lamb leg. Yeah. Oh, in perfect. Yeah. Lamb, right? yeah. I said, if I, if I do bad here, I am, like, never going to live this down. I'll go back to New Orleans. I'll, and there's a closy Irish house, right? I can't cook lamb. So anyway, oh, wow. um, I, 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 you know, and it's all a strategy. I looked at what they were doing. They were all cooking it the same way. So I said, okay, I'm going to slice this thin and, and do it in a scallop of it and sear it last minute. And that was almost almost a downfall because there was about um, about a minute to go, mm-hmm. and I hadn't even cooked the lamb. Oh no! And then I run down and I grab the lamb, and they're like, "Get something on the plate." And I'm like, "It's okay, it's okay. I got this under yeah, control." Under control, you know, yeah. Save yeah, my yeah. face, <laughs> yeah. sweating, and, and, and pull my hair out in, the, in a dream. But uh, I get there and I actually go to cook the lamb on the griddle, and I put the oil down so it doesn't stick. Fire. The oil goes on fire. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, wow. So they're you like, get that, get that on camera. He's going down. So, uh, you know, I tried to in blow flames, it out. so to speak. In flames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I ended up trying to blow it out. It wouldn't go out. There was too much oil. So I, I, I was like, okay, what do we do? Just, you know, you, this has happened to me years in a row. Don't, don't 
just think Don't about how things go, you know. So I just rubbed it off and got the flame out, put the lamb on, se and, and seared one side, flipped it really quick. And you're talking about this was under a minute when all this thing went down. Gee, wow. So finally got seared it for seconds, and that's what I wanted, just to keep it really tender. Right. Got it on the plate, got the sauce on it, like right up to the wire. I mean, this. Mm, I, 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 I thought I was going to go home then. But I got you it look pretty plate. cool, though. You, you, I, you, you know, like you're, I watch your show. You look like you're under control. You're kind of smiling. Flames are leaping up. Control. You look like you're in purgatory. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I meant to do that. That's right. And I got that. Got through that round. I mean, right. actually, they had said my lamb was the best cook because, and you know, I know, I know it's one thing when you're doing it. You can't figure this out because you're like, did I have it on there for the right amount of time? Is it right. mid rare? Is it going to be tender? And 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 that's, you know. Lucky enough. There you go. Look at the Irish. And, and, and then you won with the dessert. So uh, dessert, yes, yeah. dessert. We went in and it was um, all sorts of different stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. we ended up. I ended up doing. A, I got this uh, tin of pumpkin, and I made a, a, a like almost a, um, a flan out of it. Oh, okay. Put the pumpkin in with the eggs. Yeah. And cooked it in the oven, and that was um, you know touch and go because the oven was 400 degrees, so I had to cook with it with the uh, with the oven. With the door open on it, you know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it worked good. Worked out good. And you won job. And then, yeah, at the end, it's you know, it's always it's always fun when they give you the prize, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you forget about all the sweating and all the worries and all you had to do to get there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about what the Irish House is doing. You got you got an event coming up uh, later in September. Yeah, we have um. Well, we have our halfway to St. Patrick's Day. It's a big event in most cities. Um, all right. Now that we're here, we're going to make it an event in New Orleans. And it's uh, celebrating the halfway to St. Patrick's Day. And, right. you know, St. Patrick's was a big saint in Ireland and um, drove the snakes out of Ireland. And yes, he did. Right. Catholicism, right. if those yep. that don't know. <laughs> so big we celebrate. down on Camp Street. Exactly. Mm, yeah. and so we, we celebrate. So we have a good, a good weekend over September 13th, 14th, and 15th. A lot of things going on and you, you know, here. And if anyone's interested, you can, you can check out our website. Um, also in September, you know, we have a, a slew of events, but one that's um, probably um, really good for everyone to, to know about and maybe support is um, um, we're doing a, we do a thing called Dying for a Cause. Okay. And it's an all-day event where a certain percentage goes to either the organization, the charity, or um, depending on what it is, sometimes it's people in, in, in need, and we mm -hmm. do one a month. Um, this month for September it's F to Holy Name which is up there on Holy Name Saint of Jesus Charles. down the avenue down the avenue avenue yeah. <laughs> um, I'm getting and, it uh, it's a church I got married in and then hey. the kids got baptized there and we have a lot of history with it yes you do and um, so we're doing a, a, a dime for a cause that night so it's an all day you can come in uh, have lunch dinner and um, the 15% of the proceeds oh my go goodness. to uh, there you go Holy name. Um, make sure you have the flyer because I think right. you get at the church they're giving out to the congregation. No matter where you live, Baton Rouge, yeah. home of Thibodeau, the whole southeast, even yeah. the southern Mississippi, come to the Irish House. It's easy to find. It's right here on St. Charles Avenue. And, uh, and, uh, right it, on the streetcar tracks, right off the Let's downtown. build the place that night because, I mean, my goodness, yeah, 15%. We've had great success with a lot of, lot of these we've done, so we're, we're, I'm really happy to be able to you know, be on, on radio. and What night is that to, again? It's um, September the 18th. September. And that's it's not a, that's just a, a night, it's all day. So if you come in for lunch, you come really? in for the afternoon. We have a happy hour where it's like smaller little plates of what we, we normally do. And it, it's that's, a, it's, that's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. It's a all day Wednesday. And stuff like that. So it's a, bit of, yeah. a lot Next of fun. Next Wednesday. And you have all that information on the website? It's all on the website. You know, theirishhouseneworleans.com. Okay. Well, Chef Matt Murphy. Thank you for joining us. This is this has been a blast. Uh, we might Thanks start for the yeah. food. Too. Yeah, the food is incredible. Yeah, no, it was great. We had a great time. Yes, Beautiful. we did. Yes, Beautiful. we did. All right. Well, uh, join us next week. That's it for uh, this week, uh, and we'll be back. God bless. Oh, Monsignor, real quick, a blessing. Around the table on the avenue. Yes, yes thank the Lord. You. The Lord <laughs> be with you and, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.